The Walk the Mile podcast is produced on Gadigal land. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which Skeg Starlinghurst stands, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. May our reconciliation be an ongoing process of love and compassion. Hello everyone, I'm Gary Lee Lindsay, school chaplain at Skeggs Darlinghurst, and you're listening to Walk the Mile, a podcast that opens up conversations that we need to have. first one for 2024. I hope your year started well and uh, anyone who's new to listening, I'm sure there's a lot of new parents who've joined the Skeggs community this year, hopefully you're listening, hope you enjoy it. We've got a back catalogue of about 40 something <laughs> which you can listen to as well. But today I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about beginnings or these two people who are, who are involved in beginnings. We have Heidi Anderson, who's been a, a long-time uh, kindergarten teacher, and Ashley Smith, who's been a long-time uh, Year 7 coordinator, both at the points of welcoming new students to the school. How are you both? Very well, thank you. Very good, thanks, Gary. As we come to the close of 2023, <laughs> we're yes, feeling yes, good. Yes, we're recording this <laughs> at the end of 2023. How are you feeling? How, how's the year been as you look back? How are you feeling now? Uh, tired, I think you mentioned oh. that word the other day yes. in our Christmas service yes. and tired comes to mind at the moment but um, very proud of the year and, and happy right. to see it sort of close in a, in a positive way. I'd have awesome. to agree with that too. I feel like, yeah, I think exhausted was that word you used in the service <laughs> but I, I think, like you said, Ash, reflecting on the achievements that they've made this mm. year um, is a really special thing to look at and seeing how far they've come from yes. that very first day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's more noticeable in, in as you know, a lot of you're getting all these new students, both of you, and you see them, don't really know, I mean, maybe Ash, you might have known some of them, but don't really know these kids and then get to the end of the year and see where they've come, as you said, Heidi. Mm. Is that more noticeable taking kindergarten or year seven than other years? like the achievements, the progress? I think for kindergarten, it's it's such a huge part of, you know, their beginning of their educational journey. Um, and I get some beautiful girls in who are, are very much at the beginning of that. They can't read, they can't write, they're learning to add. Mm. And then by this point of the year, we've just published our first story. Yeah, so for me, it's I see a really big, um, you know, sort of academic, sort of side of things progress yeah. um, but at the same time socially they're all working really beautiful now as a class and they've come together we like to call it a bit of a class family down there in kindergarten and um, yeah I do notice it a lot now on reflection so. mm -hmm. yeah. and I guess I just see year sevens maturing so much from you know those young 11 or 12 year olds yeah. into these t young teenagers um, and certainly they um, come together beautifully as friends in different ways yeah. and they sort of find those commonalities 
between themselves across different social groups. And I think that that's what makes our year seven groups so beautiful is that just diverse range of young people that we have and that they all kind of accept each other regardless mm. of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's really lovely. And you see that develop throughout the year. Yeah, I was going to say. It, it's it takes a little sense. bit of time sometimes. Yeah. Agreed. And that maturity <laughs> comes with it. They, mm. they sort of learn to grow. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think we have become a bit of a family too as year sevens. It's been great. And that's what it sounds to me like that's what parents want as well, isn't it? Mm. To obviously some sort of academic progress, but when they're developing socially, when they've mm. got friends and those things, that seems like a reward for parents too, right? I think once they've got that side of things, once they're settled socially, everything else falls into mm. place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's n- not always an, an easy road. It's not always a straight line. I feel like it's rocky and there's different parts of the year that yeah. are harder than others. Um, but I, I do think that once you've got that, they feel safe within their classroom space mm. and they feel, you know, that they've made some kind of social connection that, you know, things work a little bit mm. easier on the other side of things. Yeah. And those connections they make with their classroom teachers as well mm. as they grow, yeah. they become better within themselves to ask those questions, those hard questions, to sort of sit with things when there's problems and rather than mm. sort of... Um, leaping to solve everything for them they're able to navigate that themselves i think that's a really big part of um growing up in year seven learning how to do that sure what are some practical uh intentional things that you might do to try and make that happen for maybe for individuals you might see a kid who's quite withdrawn uh, Mm. but also on on a larger scale what are the intentional things you might do on the kindergarten perspective, which I know is very different, you know, I guess in numbers mm. as well, we have only 25 girls that come in. Um, we use a lot of play, right. um, especially down in the kindergarten classroom. Mm. Um, we have tried our best to implement as much play-based learning as we can. Um, and I feel like through play, they're able to socially interact you know, it doesn't feel like pressure. It's yeah. not pressure. They're playing. They're not told how to play. They're not told how to play. And that leads to a whole lot of different connections. You know, sometimes it can lead to a little bit of sharing, you know, issues. <laughs> or sometimes, um, or sharing lessons, I should say. Um, but it, it, it happens naturally when you, you know, introduce play. So mm-hmm. we try that, you know, on that end. A little bit easier to do that um, in, in the kindergarten sphere mm-hmm. than I'm sure in year seven. But that's how I found it works um, the most authentically um, and also you know not we don't have to explicitly you know teach it only when we yeah. need to jump in yeah. we do yeah. sure. mm. the first few um, weeks with the now year seven group is really about forming connections and yeah. learning about everybody's you know backgrounds their stories their families their interests their hobbies and by allowing the students to do that um, and of course it occurs throughout the year as well but allowing that to happen um, they're able to form closer bonds with each other mm. across those different groups but then I guess when things go wrong or you know there's those little wobbles in friendship groups or within a classroom or at home whatever that might be um, giving the girls skills to be able to ask for help and seek support mm. and I yeah. think that that is one of the biggest things at Skeggs is that there are so many people to seek support from and it's about giving the girls the understanding and the um, ability to go and and reach out when they need it Mm. um, and seek that support so that's sort of the two biggest things I think yeah for year sevens 
It's interesting you should say that because we do also, you know, amongst the play, we also introduce the Kamochis, which are our little puppet friends. Mm. Um, and they teach us lots about social interactions mm. and how we have very big emotions and big feelings and that they're all okay to have, that the sad feeling is okay to have mm. and the mad feeling or frustrated feeling is okay to have. But mm. we, we often try and teach through these beautiful little puppets you know, the strategies that, that girls can use to overcome little friendship fires or, um, you know, just the fact that emotions are, are okay to have mm. no matter what form they come in. Um, so, yes, we are lucky here at Skigs that we try and, and very much incorporate that, you know, level of support of where students can go um, from a very early age as well. Yeah. And you both, I mean, you're both sort of saying that connections are important. Very. I know my... My only memory of kindergarten is my kindergarten teacher shaking me so much that she almost dislocated my shoulders. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Different time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it is very it's different, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah. I have one memory of my kindergarten teacher, and it's one of the only ones I have. Actually, there's a few. But one is where I coloured in a pair. We had some activity to colour in a pair. And I coloured it in the wrong colour. And I remember my kindergarten teacher yelling at me because it wasn't the right colour oh of a pair. Yeah. And so I ended up, I remember crying and sitting there colouring this pair, the right oh colour and going God. over and over. And everybody else had joined the floor and I was still colouring madly. Oh, and I thought, oh, make it green. <laughs> we have such impact, don't we? Mm. It's, you know, it's a good lesson yeah. from early on. Do you have good memories of starting school? <laughs> uh, I started primary school with one of my closest best friends who I'd known literally since the day I was born in hospital so wow. we'd grown up you know oh, that's amazing. all the way through until five-year-olds and I think we were a bit of the troublesome pair to be <laughs> honest so I sometimes reflect when I have students who might be causing a lot of trouble you know I was in those positions yeah. too <laughs> once like you know we can all kind of come through yeah. the other side and <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I was a little bit of a handful when I was younger. Right. And how much does that play on? Like we've all we've just shared our own experiences, and I, I'm guessing as you've talked about connections and wanting them to build relationships, you must you must feel it as well. So you know, it's easy to talk to them about what note they need to sign for this or what they need to take home, but you must feel some of their ups and downs as you know that responsibility. Mm. Um, absolutely. And I think that, you know, I'm not necessarily always going to be the person that a young person will share with, but I think we collectively hold a lot of knowledge mm. from classroom mm. teachers or from the school counsellors or whomever it is that has shared that information with us in a, you know, in an ability that they're allowed to do so. Um, and so you kind of know probably a lot more about the girls than they're aware of. And sometimes that can be a really good thing um, and other times that can be really hard because you have to try and keep that balance between um, you know just having that really lovely positive relationship with them and trying to build that but also knowing that they hold a lot um, at home or at school and yeah trying to kind of keep that balance is, is really important. I was also just reflecting on that um, in a meeting just before the the amount of responsibility that form teachers mm. or you know heads of year hold because you do have you know a lot of information and you do mm. see the whole child um, and it is a it's a it's a big weight to carry mm. um, but it, it, it's definitely helpful when you do approach 
um, students and, and you know, being able to support them in the best way possible. So the mm. more information I think that we have, the better we can support any kind of transition. Um, you know, well, we try Absolutely. our best anyway, the yeah. <laughs> best um, way that we can. Mm. But it is, it's a, it's, we hold. Just trying know. to, when you can, inject those moments of lightness as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just Absolutely. a bit of fun. The, you know, sometimes I have to be the one that, you know, comes with some bad news on the back of behavior or whatever that might be. But there's always that moment elsewhere where I'm able to connect in a different way and just have a bit of a laugh or a joke or, you know, make some kind of positive comment about something that's happened in their life. And I think that that's where you have to work a little bit harder sometimes is to Mm -hmm. really ensure that you can get around to, I mean, I have 108 students in my year. Um, It's a lot, but I think it's worthwhile just getting that one or two moments in with every student across a time period yeah that's where it kind of all comes together I think Mm. and I agree with that and I think that's the way we've changed I guess from our experiences Gary of being shaken and colouring in the pair (laughs) the wrong colour that we try our very best to you know I guess put in place boundaries so that they know that you know that their children Mm. are safe but I think also that we can, you know, show a bit of a vulnerability of ourselves too, yeah. you know, within making mistakes and, and, and showing the girls how, you know, that life's not always, it doesn't always go in a straight line. And I think, you know, finding that right balance, mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it with 108 hash, but um, with the 25, we always try and do that. So putting in boundaries, yes, but also trying to have some fun time with them at yeah. the same time and I showing them that you can, that they can come to you and be open. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. And, and I guess with parents too, especially those who are starting a new school or even some of those who've come up from the primary school and going into the high school, uh, some of those parents still have concerns because it's a change, a different structure, different mm-hmm. teachers and all of those things. What, how, do you, how do you find that, collaborating with parents? Because I think mm-hmm. in both of your roles, there's probably more, probably more collaboration um, than other years, I don't know, just because I guess in mm. kindergarten, it's this, as you said, first experience of school, got no idea, unless they've got older sisters, but still, it's, it's still I new. think I think communication is key. I yeah. think that, you know, communicating um, with parents about what's going on um, is really important for them, probably more so for, the, mm. for their daughters, for their four and five-year-old daughters, mm. um, so that they are aware of, of what's, what's happening. Obviously, in kindergarten, we use the, the Seesaw app so we can take photos and we can you know, share you know, classroom learning. Um, communication, and I also think like an open-door policy. So yeah. I'm very big on you know, if someone has something mm. come sooner rather than later, let's talk about it because often... Once we've talked about it, it's out in the open. We can help. We can support. You know, in any way that we that we can or that we mm. need to. Um, so yeah, communication. I think as well as um, just coming in and, and talking if if you have any concerns or if you're unsure of something. Mm. Um, and that's what we try and instill down there in kindergarten. Yeah. 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 I think um, as they sort of come into the high school, there is that little bit of um, ownership on the mm. girls to try and advocate for themselves a little bit and you know some of the conversations I have with parents are really helpful in sort of finding out some of that background information but then 
there sometimes does need to be a, a part of the conversation where we go, how can we best support your daughter here at school to help her make um, you know, those changes that she might like to see or to help support her with those friendships or within her classroom space. Um, and so it's sort of sometimes trying to set that boundary right that the parent can't just come straight in and solve all Great. the problems for them. Um, we do need to sort of try, especially in the high school, get um, the girls to be able to, yeah, problem solve because those life skills are, you know, going to follow them all the way through right up until they're in the workforce or whatever it is that they do. They're the sort of skills that we can help support them with. So we definitely want open communication. Yes. And I agree with that. And I think towards at the beginning of the year, we always talk about building resilience. Mm. And I think that whilst they're still so young at four and five years old, there's little things that they need to be able to do independently. Mm. And we try and sort of push towards that, you know, as the year sort of, moves on Um, and I think that that's important you know for parents to to sort of take in board too these little girls are so ready to become (laughs) independent and they're ready to have this little space and sometimes it's the first time um, that they have away from their parents and and it's a big it is a big step I was talking to one parent just last night who was saying you know this is the first time that our daughter has forged a little life away from from us like she has something that's not mm. part of what what we would normally do mm. and it's been really nice to watch that resilience grow so i think parents are, are keen to sort of see it happen mm. but it's sometimes hard as a parent too oh, to yeah. let go yeah, of and and you know yeah. to, to feel that but it is such a beautiful thing to watch from an education perspective mm. these little girls mm. growing in resilience and i'm yeah. sure as they get into year seven it's an important thing for them to take ownership yeah. of you know their independence and mm. you know some of the best conversations I have with parents are the ones where they go, I've spoken to my daughter about this. Mm. We've come up with A, B, C, D mm. options and she's going to come and talk you, to you about those things. Mm. And I'm like, fantastic. You know, it just, it helps that I know what's going on. I've got some background information, mm. but your daughter at the end of the day is going to do a thousand times better in helping herself in whatever yeah, situation it might wonderful. be if, if her voice is heard. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's always the best way I think forward. And I think working together, I think if you can Mm. work together and you can, you know, build that resilience in the girls, but, you know, be able to hear, you know, parents at the same time, we're all there for the one Mm. goal. We're Mm. all there to help, you know, support their children to become the best people that they can be. So, you know, working together, you know, is always helpful. And in that working together with parents, it sounds like... I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds a bit like you're doing some parenting. <laughs> With the, I don't know, I, I wonder, I, I, it's not taking away from the parents. And I think about this myself, you know, how much, how much of my role is not being the parent, but you're practicing some parenting practices, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Do you ever feel like that? I think it's funny because I think it's reflected upon in the primary school that starting kindergarten, you know, that parents are getting used to the school routines as well mm. as that the children are. Um, and that when you move on to the next year that the parents are a little bit more adapted to the school and how it works. So, yes, in these entry years, I feel like you do are trying to help parents adapt to mm. the changes, you know, and, and, and to our systems mm. here. Um, so, yes, I guess there is some... Um, some parenting involved in the parenting. Um, I often have lots of conversations with parents, especially at this age around, you know, um, social, you know, things that arise in the playground. And and I'm often talking about, you know, my own daughter in that and how things have worked in the past. So yes, parent, I think 
think there's a little bit of parenting that comes into it. It must be tricky, though, right? It must be challenging sometimes because basically you don't want to step on someone's toes mm. or you don't want to... Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think... I think it's important to try and look at both sides mm. um, if you can. But yes, I find it, I think sometimes it can be a little bit challenging. Mm. I won't lie. Mm. I, I personally don't have children myself, so I've never been in the shoes of a parent. So um, I guess I kind of keep asking questions and sometimes have to yeah, see it from both sides and understand that it might not be easy at home and it might not be easy at school. And so really trying to help both, yeah. you know, people involved or families or whomever it might be um, to get the best outcome at the end. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's, it's very tricky. It's often parents will ring me up and I say, I'll need some advice. And I say, just before we go on, yeah. just let you know, I haven't got any advice. <laughs> no, no. It's, that's often <laughs> the hard part, isn't it? You want to mm. give the right advice, but I think every story is different too. Mm. And I think, um, you know, I, I do think it's hard to give advice especially yeah, around advice. children no I, it's really difficult yeah, you because yeah. you know it's it's very difficult when you're dealing in mm. human relationships mm. yeah. I think you know with and I think that's the case now isn't it I think teachers have a lot more to do it's lovely that it's a collaborative effort but you do have a lot more to do with not just the child and as you say making sure they colour in within the, the pair. lines the pair the pair right colour I know the right colour <laughs> but it's a collaborative effort. Mm. I think so. Very so. Much a collaborative effort. And I think it's mm. important to, to realise that we're all in that space together. And mm. if you know, I think that's the best partnership mm. you can have and the best thing, you know, for your children mm. that you're all in it together. Sometimes there's tumultuous times, mm. you know, um, but mm. but we're all in it for the right reason. We all mm. want to do the best by by your daughters. Yeah. Exactly you right. talked to, I think Heidi, you talked about resilience before. Mm. And you know, we need resilience in times of change and in both your roles. You're seeing kids going through big changes, starting schools, starting new schools, new teachers, new buildings, new subjects, new everything, a lot of that. How do you, how do you deal with that? How do you, or how have you found that for yourself in terms of change? I feel like life's becoming busier. I'm not sure about what's going on in the <laughs> high school, but I feel like just socially things have changed since the pandemic too. And there's a lot going on for a lot of these students. And like you said, it's the first time they're, they're coming to big school, mm. but then they're often, there's lots going on outside of life and you know lots of different activities going on. And I think sometimes it's, it's sometimes good just to sit with just the one thing because there's so mm. much change in society at the moment um, that, I think we need to take that into consideration as educators and also, you know, from the parents' perspective as well, mm. it's important to realise that they're still young. Mm. Um, even in year seven, they're still young. Um, and, to, you know, it's it's a hard thing, I think, to deal with sometimes mm. change. Mm. Um, I know that some of the students find change really tricky mm. and, and having, you know, certain yeah. routines is really helpful for that. Um, you know, routine, I think, is, is great for young girls anyway. Um, and do you try to create that routine in the classroom? Very much so. So as you know, you come in and you've got RE at a certain time, but we, we definitely have lots of visual things going on in kindergarten so that they have their timetable, they know what's happening. Um, I make sure to talk about it at the beginning of every day um, so that they know where they're going and what they're doing. Yeah. And I've found that that really helps settle, um, you know, girls within, you know, class. I think it's mm. really important um, 
just to tell girls what's happening every day. Mm. Yeah. Moving on. That's it. And I guess in the, the senior school, you know, we do have pretty high expectations mm. um, for many teachers and occasionally things, you know, can become a little bit tricky and, you know, you might be late to class, you might have forgotten something or you might have a room change they didn't know about and all of a sudden you're from C7 down into the JF building, you know, you've got to run down the stairs so at 100 true. miles an hour. Um, but I think the messaging that we often give to the girls is that you can do hard things. Yeah. And occasionally there's going to be, I love the term, wobbles and mm. those little ups and downs along the way make you who you are and it's um your knowledge that you know i got through today today was hard i can come back and i can do it again tomorrow and i think I that, that just really instilling in the girls that that is part of their their journey at skegs mm-hmm. it's it's not always going to be easy um but regardless there's going to be people here to support you there's going to be family at home to support you that you know you'll get through at the other side as mm. well mm. I agree. what would be one thing that you need from the parents who, who are sending their daughters here often for the first time mm. what's something that you need from them because I'm, I'm hoping and I'm guessing probably people will be listening to this podcast for the first time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, would it, what would be something that you would like from them in order to help their daughters? Mm. It's a big one, Gabby. Yeah. I Probably think... A few things. <laughs> yeah, um, off the top of my head. Um, I, think, I think just to keep into the back of their minds that, especially from a kindergarten perspective, that it's a marathon to get to mm. year 12. It's most certainly not a sprint. And I think if just keeping that in the back of your mind knowing that everything might not work in the first instance um, and there will be ups and downs wobbles I love that word I'm going to take that one with me Ash um, that there will be wobbles in friendships there will be plateauing at different points um, of their academic journey and that is all building that resilience yeah. and I think that just keeping that in the back of the mind that it, it it can't all happen at once. And there might be we times d- like a marathon where you need to have a rest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Rest is important mm-hmm. and just, yes, just, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with that for a minute and I'll think about it a little bit more. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a lot of things that I'll think of after this. Um, yeah. But that would be my first thing is just yeah. from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that just perspective is, is yeah. generally speaking the, the thing um, for year seven parents as well. Just we're not going to get it right straight away yeah. in year seven you know nor in kindergarten <laughs> your daughter will unlikely know how to study for the first assessment block um that might not have been a skill that they had been taught throughout primary mm. school um and so you know that first assessment block might roll around and there might be sort of panic at home or anxiety or tears or who knows what the emotions might be running through and i think mm. that just really helping your daughter with perspective two mm. in understanding that we're just trying to learn how to learn mm. and it might be very different to how your friends learn it might mm. be very different to how you as an individual as a parent learnt um, things are very different I guess maybe from schooling as we've already spoken about mm. so I think just if we can keep coming back to perspective of 
she's in a space that she can be herself mm. let's just you know make our way through it slowly together yeah. um, and, and we'll get there and then to build upon that just the idea of trying to teach resilience mm-hmm. so praising a mistake at home you know at any level throughout their schooling I think is really important um, you know praising the way that they might have dealt with a friendship issue or you know and letting them know that, it, that, that all of those things are normal just that they happen it. yeah sort of yeah. normalizing that but teaching resilience I think that we sometimes expect that of children that they'll just know how to do something but these that are life skills things. I think that sometimes we have to teach mm-hmm. so I think it's 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 really important to know that it's not always going to be perfect and that's okay and let them sit with that because mm-hmm. then that helps them with that anxiety later on um, yeah that was that's great and just that phrase just to finish off what you were saying before Ash learning to learn yeah I, I love, love that, that I love it I love learning it to learn. but you, it's not just learning to how to learn the academics, is it? No, no. How bigger than it's learn from listening to it. <laughs> yeah, how do you learn from from the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Absolutely. Great. Well, good on you. It's obvious why you're both in this position. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Gary. Thanks, Gary. Thought about this a lot. Yeah, yeah. thank um, you. And I, I, well, I don't know, Heidi. We can say it. Yeah, you can say it now. Oh, yes, you can you say it now. You, you can. You can say it now. It's all come out. <laughs> you won't be. You aren't teaching kindergarten this year. No. Or 2024. No. Uh, but I know. You know, as I've gone down and taught kindergarten for the last 21 <laughs> years, and do it for 40 minutes a week. Yeah. And, and still don't. We love having you down there, Gary. Know how you do it. <laughs> um, do a great job, both of you. So thank you Thanks, very much Gary. for your time. Thanks for thank having you. us. Thank you. Yeah, it's been wonderful. And if anyone wants to speak to Heidi or <laughs> Ash about any of this stuff and wants to, uh, yeah, get in contact, I'm sure you can easily get in contact with them through the school. Absolutely. Of course. But there's some, some great gems there. <laughs> and I do hope that all of your daughters, if you're someone who still has a daughter here at Skeeks, has a good start to the year and the year will go smoothly and if there is anything we can do at any time to help out please contact us let us know with anyone in the community and also those out whose, whose daughters aren't here anymore might be an old girl could be ex-parent or whoever's listening more than happy to have conversations about anything else. that's what this podcast is all about take care hope the year goes well as i've already said Look forward to seeing you around. Bye. Bye. Bye.